everyone. Thanks for joining in with another interview here. And today uh, is going to be a good one, I promise you. I am on the phone right now with Ryan Steigel, and he is the executive pastor at Rockbridge Community Church. They've got five campuses across the northwestern Georgia area. He's also served with the Unstuck Group. It's a consulting organization that helps churches find their focus by getting involved in their vision, their strategy, their action. He's the co-author of two books, Vital Signs, Why Church Health Matters and 14 Ways to Measure It, and multi-church pitfall, multi-site church pitfalls, seven dangers you can't afford to ignore. He also has his own leadership blog post, his own leadership blog site, uh, ryansteigel.com. And I couldn't think of a better person to speak to us today on leadership, on insight, on wisdom, and be able to pull from his years of experience. So Ryan, thank you for being on the call. Um, it is an honor to have you with us. Avery, it's a pleasure to be here. Man, I just appreciate everything that you're doing to resource leaders across the country. Fantastic. Well, thank you, sir. It is, uh, it, it's an honor to be able to serve alongside people who love the Lord and love to do what mm. they're doing. So listen, awesome. what we do is we just kind of throw out one question and just let the Lord speak and something I wanted to talk with you about. I wanted to pull from your experience of serving not with just one or two churches, but churches from all over the country, you know, over the past years. And if you've seen anything, you've seen uh, what's common among great leaders. And I would love to talk with you today and just maybe demystify some of the struggles that we all face in leadership. Um, so to put it out there, what are some of the common struggles that leaders are dealing with? Like, what are some of the things that we're all trying to overcome, but we feel maybe like it's just us? Maybe talk to us about that. Avery, uh, that's a great question. It's a loaded question because I, I started thinking immediately through, uh, man, what have I seen in other leaders? But then I have to challenge myself and say, what do I see when I look in the mirror as well? Because I am no different. And, um, man, just, I'll give you just kind of a quick, uh, a quick long list of things that come to mind. Uh, you know, I think consistently as leaders, we struggle with things, uh, like soul care, right? We carry the weight of, uh, the people that we lead. Um, when we lead with our hearts and we put it all on the line, we carry, uh, the burdens of the people who we're serving and we forget to turn around and take care of ourselves. And that's, I mean, I can personally say that's something that I've had to learn and develop and grow and still fight that battle. Um, it's also a battle that I see leader after leader facing and fighting as well. Um, man, and related to that, I think there's the, the battle or the challenge of identity um, that we all face a little bit. We all, you know, are passionate about what we do as leaders. And so we love what we do. And so, but so often we just put our identity in what we do. And so then the measure of myself becomes the measure of my result. And that is incredibly unhealthy. But again, it's the fight that we all face, right? Um, yeah. I think, you know, on a, on a practical level, I think um, a challenge that we face or a, a battle that we fight is kind of around the question of what am I missing? Um, I think we're always looking for new ideas and looking to spin out new things, um, especially in ministry. There are so many different great ideas within the local church. Um, and I think especially among pastors, um, there's just always kind of a tyranny of what else. You know, what else should I be doing? What else could we be doing? 
do we make this better or do we find a replacement or do we just add to it? And so we just end up um, creating more for ourselves and then end up creating more for our team and more for our people and find ourselves struggling to connect others to it. So um, that's another another challenge, another fight I think that we face. Um, man, I could probably just keep going on and on, but I don't want to spend the next 20 minutes giving me a list. But those are a few that immediately come to mind. Yeah. No, that's that's really good. I, I love the concept of uh, soul care. Maybe unpack that a little bit. What do you mean by soul care? Mm. That's a great question. So, you know, we, as leaders, in, in my context is ministry, right? So in my context, I'm, I feel a responsibility to care for the souls of the people that I lead, right? In fact, I mean, my, our, the purpose of our organization is to lead more people into a relationship with Jesus and to truly to engage as many souls as we possibly can in the process. And e- even for leaders who are outside of a ministry context, right? You, especially if you're listening to this podcast, I imagine you genuinely care for the health and the souls of the people that you lead. But um, at the same time, I have had to learn that if I'm not keeping my soul in a healthy place, if I'm not caring for, um, caring for the health of Brian, then I will struggle to care for the health of the people around me. And so, you know, what that looks like practically for me that I just, you know, it's a, it's a constant struggle and a constant fight is uh, creating margin. Um, because I think we're always as leaders looking to get more out of the environment that we're in and looking to get more out of the, the thing, the organization, the team, the mission, whatever it is that we're leading. And so because of that, um, I, we, we run, man, on all cylinders and we leave little, little margin. And so for me, I have to constantly remind myself to step back and just enjoy doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, in the organization I lead in, we call it B-time. It's a, just a term that we use in our culture. As an organization, we encourage everyone on our team to have B-time. And what we mean by that is we just want you to have time to be gotcha. in the presence of Jesus, right? To be by yourself, to be just you for the sake of you, not you because you're valued in what you're doing. You know what I mean? And so... Yeah. Kind of the opposite of that would be doing time. And, uh, so we highly encourage be time and that's just time to care for the soul. Um, and for me, it's, it's time spent doing things that I enjoy just for the sake of doing them, which is very hard for me as someone who's, uh, pretty utilitarian yeah. by nature. Um, but you know, just recently it turned into reading a book that I don't need to read, you know, um, picking a biography. That is not the biography of a president, so I can get ten more leadership principles out of it. That's right. Right. I was immediately thinking, "Ooh, there's a there's a there's a, um, a head coach biography that I could read. I could really learn from that." Right, right. But, but reading literally for the sake of not learning. Yeah. Right. But, but reading just for the sake of being and just for the sake of caring for the soul. Um, it's it, it's prayer time spent uh, praying about uh, or just being in the presence of God rather than just praying about whatever challenges that we're facing. And that is so hard. And that is a, something that we constantly have to fight in this moment. You know, am I, am I enjoying just being with God? I had a friend who challenged me one time a couple of years ago during a difficult season. And he, he said these words to me, he said, um, the father wants to spend time with you. And that was just that statement just as a leader for me and as someone who's driven and wired, um, just the idea that God would even just want to spend time with me just for the sake of spending time Mm -hmm. and not for the sake of fixing me or challenging me or giving me some next step to do. You know what I mean? But that God truly would delight in in me being in his presence and that I would also find delight in that. 
it's, it's just those things that I, I have to constantly remind myself of. I think as leaders, we constantly have to remind ourselves of um, that we can just be who we are and care just for the person that we are, not just for the task that we're doing. So that's it's a long good. answer, but I hope that's no, helpful. that's a great answer. One of the things you said was that if I'm not caring for Ryan, if I'm not caring for myself, then I'm going to struggle when I'm trying to care for those around me. And yep. I have lived that. I know leaders listen to this have lived that. I know people that are they're, they're wondering, how come I just don't have the, the, the love in me? I don't have the capacity in me that mm. I used to have for people around me. What you're saying is it's maybe because you haven't mm-hmm. spent time caring for yourself. Mm. So that's, well, that's really good. That's a great way of saying that. Well, the you 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 mentioned this word twice, and this seems like the huh. the mantra of all leaders. But you said more. Um, I don't know one <laughs> leader that's not trying to do more, to reach more, to get more. Everybody wants more. How do you yeah. how do you fight back the battle for more um, in in trying to keep that that balance? Hmm. So that's a great question. You know, I think I think the, the the desire for more, at least, and some of this may just be personal, right? When I'm in an unhealthy spot and I'm desiring more, um, that more is usually based or stemming from my sense of identity, right? Like there's an there's an unhealthy desire for more, and that's when the it's more so that I can feel like more. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, you got to say that again. You got to say that well, there's, again. There's that unhealthy place where I'm seeking more so that I can feel like more, I can become more, or I can be more, right? Wow. Yeah. And the flip of the flip of that, or the healthy place of that, and there is there is a healthy place to desire more, and I truly believe it. There's a healthy place to desire more um, because I think Jesus desired more. He drew the multitudes to him, right? I think God desires more. He wants to reach his people and build his kingdom, right? And he's not done yet. And I think there is a healthy place of joining God in the pursuit of more for God's purposes and for God's missions. But there are, there are a couple of things that I have to keep in mind to keep myself in a healthy place and in a healthy pursuit of more. One of those is I have to remember why I want more mm-hmm. and recognize that, that the mission behind the more, if that makes sense. So yeah. for us, you know, for me and the organization of Matt, we were connect people from all walks of life the life in Christ. And I want to connect as many people as we possibly can to that life. Because I've seen that life in my own life. You know, I've experienced it personally. I've seen it in others. And I want more people to experience that. And if I'm doing it, if I'm doing it for the sake of the more, right? If I'm pursuing more for the sake of the people that I'm working to reach or for the sake of the people that my company is serving, right? Or the people on my team, if I'm doing it with the mission in mind, I think there's a healthy pursuit of more. But I think the other thing that helps me stay in a healthy pursuit of more is recognizing that I'm not the only person that God is using to build his kingdom and recognizing that I'm pursuing more, but there are incredible churches in the region that I'm in that God is also using to pursue other people, right? If if I were leading a company, right, there are incredible companies that God is using to invest in people and to serve the world as well. And so I have to remember that. And in a healthy place, I can and I do remember that. And it allows me to step back from things and trust God with things because I know that God is doing his work, whether I'm involved in it or not. And I'm blessed to be engaged in it and engaged by it. But I'm not. God certainly, God didn't put all of his stock on me. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's not and, all resting um, on us. Exactly. He's using people like you. He's using people like the ones listening to your podcast, right? He's using people all over the country and all over the world to build his kingdom. And so I can step back from that, right? And be grateful for what I get to do but at the same time know that when I'm sleeping or when I'm resting or when I'm caring for my soul, that God is still working on my behalf and on behalf of his mission. And that I don't have to be 24-7 active on that for the mission of God and the kingdom of God to continue to be built. So those are just a couple of places that I have to keep myself in order to stay healthy in that pursuit. That's really good. Well, as, as we close out, I, I, you know, I, I like nice round three point messages uh, <laughs> maybe give us one more uh, common struggle that you've seen among um, other leaders that we're all probably dealing with but don't know it mm. and this is super practical give it to it's, us how how do i be at home when i'm at home mm. right yeah how do i go home at the end of the day and truly be present with my spouse or with my family. That's, I think that's one that we all face. It's one that we all talk about. Yeah. Because I know people that they take pride in the, you know, well, you can, you can text me at any time. You can call me at any time, but then you're, right. you're, you're, you're giving your leftovers, your seconds mm. to mm-hmm. your family, yep. which is supposed to be your yep. first ministry. Right. I've, and I've, I've been that guy and I've had to do some, make some very intentional moves to stop being that guy and put some boundaries in place to prevent me from that. And I still don't win every day. I still, it's a weekly struggle, right? But there's still intentional steps that we have to take to, to draw some clear lines there. So what, I'm with you. What are some of your intentional hmm. steps that you do? Good question. Um, so a couple of, a couple of super practical things. And then this is like nothing bolts. If you want to know, I'll be glad to give it. Sure. I, um, I do not get email notifications on my cell phone. Okay. I have access to email on my cell phone, but if you email me, it's not going to pop up on my home screen when I turn my phone on. You know what I mean? Yep. So I only, I only have email on my phone when I want email on my phone. And that's an important boundary for me. Um, I keep my phone on do not disturb when I'm at the house. You know that mode on your iPhone, you can turn it on and your phone doesn't ring if somebody calls it and you don't hear text messages. I turn on do not disturb. And the moment I walk in, there's two things I do. If I'm having a good day and if I'm winning, I kiss my wife and I drop my phone in the office at the home office. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I drop my laptop in the home office. I drop my phone in the home office and I close the door and I leave it there. And um, I even have a practice, Avery, when I'm at home. If there is just something that's bugging me, um, that's on my mind that I cannot, that's work related and I can't get away from it, I'll uh, acknowledge it with my wife rather than sitting there trying to fight it and losing. I'll just say, hey, I'm, I'm wrestling through something right now. I'm trying to figure this out. And I'll just even say, can I have five minutes to step into the office at home, make a couple of notes and just get to just wrestle this out real quick and then come back. And that space separation for me to walk into another room, detox it, leave it there, and then walk back out lets me just, again, clear my head and re-engage rather than sitting there as half of the moon for the rest of the evening. You know, So yeah. those are just, just practical boundaries that, you know, they're not prescriptions, right? They don't work for everybody, but... It's just a few lines that have worked well for me in that process. Gotcha. Well, this has been super practical, but also uh, just 
really impactful. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for speaking with us and just sharing uh, your perspective. We really appreciate you stopping by the podcast. For everyone that's listening, um, hopefully uh, something that Ryan has said, something that the Holy Spirit has said through him helps you as you are leading his leaders. Thank you.